Welcome to Podcast 21, everybody! <laughs> Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. Oh, it's good to be with you today, audience. And I got some guests in the house. That's right. And, uh, yeah, so introduce yourselves. For sure. My name is Preston Crum. Ooh. And my I'm... name is Todd Verville. Ooh. Ooh. Now, Ooh. boys, you're, you're some good boys. We're some good boys. Try to be. Some, <laughs> dude, try to do my best. My mother would say that I am the best boy. The best of boys. <laughs> Hopefully your wife will, will say you're the best boy one day, too. I hope. Yes. Um, kind of awkward if that's not the case. But, you know, that's a discussion for another time. Yep. Yeah, it is a different podcast. Exactly. Yes. And uh, I'm so glad that you guys are with me today. And you guys, you guys are some wonderful men. I'm really appreciative that you're here today, that you're doing the podcast with, with me. Um, and I must say that when people get behind the microphone – their energy levels drop. Really? They get really like, uh, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm going to need you guys today to give me the energy. Can you bring the energy? Oh, we can bring the energy. All right. Yes, sir. I don't think it's going to be any issue. You know, know, Todd, know Todd's an awesome individual because <laughs> most of the time Todd is really laid back, super chill. And then every now and then <laughs> Todd will peak with yeah. energy, explode with energy. You've ever noticed that? I have noticed that. The minute he has an audience or people like watching him, he'll just go zero to a hundred. It's amazing. It's, awesome. it's incredible. I'll, and, and there's no way we're ever going to get that explosion on the podcast. I mean, who knows? <laughs> who can make it happen? How Anything do we get that happen? Maybe we're bringing a drum set in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. You're speaking my podcast language. Podcast 21, make Todd explode. Make Todd explode. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to get it. But we've got a great podcast for you today. And before we get really into this topic on friendship, because if you've been listening, we're going to be doing a series on friendship. So this will be friendship part two. Mm-hmm. And so and, and when I survey the church and I see – you know, youth ministry and young adult ministry and, and even in the main, we we struggle with friendship, don't we? Mm-hmm. And we do. We struggle yeah. with friendship. So this is why we're doing this podcast, a series on friendship, is because there tends to be a struggle with friendship. Friendship's hard to maintain. You've probably known that. I'm sure the two of you who uh, – would you guys consider yourself best friends with each other? I would consider myself Todd Verville's best friend. I would consider myself Preston Crumb's best friend. Praise the Lord. Um, here's a vulnerable question that I wasn't prepared and I didn't prepare you for, but I just thought of. Oh, cool. Like I said, friendships are hard to maintain. Has there ever been a problem that you guys faced as friendships that you had to work through? I've thought about this before, and Todd, I don't know if we've ever had like a big argument or anything at all. I can't. Yeah, I can't think of any disagreement we've had. We kind of have the same mindset when it comes to a lot of things. And- yeah. We're kind of sorry. What? Yeah, we kind of believe very similar things when it comes to you know interpreting scripture or just things about life. I can't I can't pinpoint a, a time in our friendship 
that we've had a big disagreement. I with. have thought about one big disagreement Todd and oh. I had. Oh, no, not okay. this one. And <laughs> if you don't don't go into too many details, no. we don't want to offend anybody. No, that's okay. But no. there was a point where there was a disagreement. The only disagreement we've ever had. <laughs> I is, remember this now. Is Obi-Wan Kenobi's hair red or brown? That was like, the biggest argument we've ever yeah. had. Are you talking about like Star Wars 1, 2 and 3? Obi-Wan? Yes, Star Wars Kenobi? 1, 2 and 3 Obi-Wan. Yeah. I, I <laughs> comparing it, yeah, it's a really dumb debate, but yeah. it happened. Yeah. Okay. Red or brown, huh? So what? What's what side was pressing on? I'm on the I'm on the red side. His okay. hair is red in those movies. I'm, I'm on the side that it's more brown. It's more brown. Yeah. So you would say that definitively, Obi Wan Kenobi is a ginger. That's what I would say definitively. Canonically, Obi Wan Kenobi is a ginger. But the issue is, I went on the Star Wars Wikipedia page. And it had the answer. It did. And did it make you happy or sad? It said dark blonde. Dark blonde. That's kinda, not a color of hair. Kind of medicine in the what middle. It said. Oh, wow. Dark blonde. Dark blonde. Dark blonde. Dirty blonde. San- a sandy blonde. Dark blonde. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there was yeah. moments in the Star Wars movie where his hair does have a red uh, color to it. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's like a it's a very light. It's like a st- super faint strawberry, re- strawberry blonde. Agree to disagree, you know. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Yeah. We've an- another player has entered this debate, and I don't like it. I don't know. I think we just stick with the <laughs> truth that the dirty blonde kind of met us in the middle. Yeah. Okay, so there's there's been some things that we've had to work through. You know, it's hilarious that you're laughing about it right now, but honestly, I have watched friendships get destroyed over super. Super <laughs> odd little disagreements. Uh-huh. Like yeah. you, I've I watch people argue about the weirdest stuff all the time. You know, medium salsa is not very hot. Yes, it is. Oh, oh my gosh! Like yeah, no, no. Uh, like you're, you're just watching people argue about medium, medium salt, medium hot salsa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> you're like this is interesting delicious yeah. <laughs> argument unfold here what about- am i watching right now i don't know what's going on so many yeah. bigger problems in the world than medium salsa <laughs> <I know. laughs> but i've seen it man and maybe you're out there right now and you're thinking to yourself yeah me and my friends argue about stuff all the time and it makes me so mad right <laughs> like they make yeah. me so mad and we get into all these arguments and this this kind of stuff can happen and so i see it happen all the time we struggle with relationships, although we're desperate for relationships. We're our own worst enemy when it comes to friendships, but at the same time, we're not, we can't be our own worst enemy if we're going to have friends. And there's this, this huge Mm -hmm. problem that we face is like, we want friends, but yet our own decisions prevent us from having awesome friends because we're selfish and we're immature and uh, we're petty and we like to argue and we like our own way. But at the same time, we want a friend. And if we're acting that way, we're not going to really have friends. Any, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 All right. So this is why we're talking about friendships because we see all this happen Mm -hmm. and it's sad when it happens. So uh, in our desire and my prayer is that we would have a youth ministry, a young adult ministry, that we would have a community of people around us that are awesome friends with each other. Awesome friends. Would you say, uh, when when would you say, Preston and Todd, when when did you guys become friends? Oh, wow. That is a interesting. Like, when would you say, oh, I think Todd's my best, I think Todd's my best friend. When did that happen? 
I don't have the slightest idea. <laughs> I just feel like one day it kind of happened. Yeah. Kind of like being potty trained. You don't know when, but you know you are. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Todd and I have a potty trained friendship. Yeah. You know? yeah. I could go on a t-shirt. So how far that. back does this relationship go? Potty, uh, <laughs> potty trained friendship? Yeah. Well, you know, the beginning stages we had, you know, the little, you know, kitty toilet. Oh, gosh, no. A friendship. <laughs> yeah. And you move up to the next stage and you finally can use the big boy toilet. Nice. This what is a really I, weird analogy. I don't. That's a really weird analogy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't get the analogy, but I, I don't either. But I, but I, I yeah. I'm uncomfortable with it too. Yes, I don't get it, and I'm uncomfortable with don't it. Don't respect it. I do not respect this analogy. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the same. I remember sure. we were at a, a switch event in Ignited. One how many? Time. How many years ago was this? Oh, I don't know. I was maybe eighth grade, maybe. Oh, that's a long time ago. Yeah, very long time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, And they, the thing was, get with somebody who you don't know very well and talk with them. And I talked with Todd. Yeah. Because I, I didn't know Todd that, yeah. very well. Okay. And so we talked then and we started just hanging out more and becoming more and more closer friends. And then one of the summer internships a long time ago, I think, is really where we connected and yeah. vibed well. And yeah. here we are today recording a podcast about friendship. And you guys are best friends. Yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And which is one of the reasons why I'm excited just to have you on today. It's kind of cool to think a podcast about friendship. We got two best friends on. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty exciting. It is exciting. And so you started to become um, really good friends. And Todd, what would you say, you know, is something that you really love about Preston as a friend? Man, there's so many different things. Um, I just love the wisdom that he has as well as like the, um, you know, that we kind of get along on this, you know, same vibe. When it comes to things or we get energetic about the same things, you know, whether it's the Lord or just about, you know, comic books or different things of that nature where we're able to really get excited, really get into things. But also I can, you know, confide in him and say, you know, hey, man, I'm dealing with this this week or I've been dealing with this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Can you give me, you know, some wisdom or can you help me through this? I feel like I can really truly be myself Mm -hmm. when I'm around Preston. And hopefully it's the same. Hopefully I reciprocate that. But I think that's probably the number one thing is, Growing up, I always had a hard time being myself around friends, but with Preston, I can always be myself. I know I won't get you know, judged or won't you know be shamed or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, totally. What about you, Preston? Yeah. What would you say is something that you really love about Todd as your friend? Yeah, you know, I love Todd's energy that he has. We talked about this a little earlier. He's yeah. just an energetic guy. Uh, Todd's always got a smile on his face. He's always smiling, and he's always he's a funny guy. He can make people smile, and I love that I can always go to him with whatever. Like, hey, man, I'm feeling discouraged about this right now, and I can just go to him, and he can help me through that. Like you said, we see things the same way, whether that be movies or things of the Lord, and we can just (laughs) relate in that nature. And I think you really hit the nail on the head, Todd, when you said that I feel I can be myself Mm. with you. And no matter how many wild, weird weird things I say in front of you, (laughs) I know you're you're not going to judge me for it. And that's why I love you, bro. Love you too, man. You know, it's in order to find a great friend, you there must be a moment of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Has to be, and somebody in the friendship has to take the first step to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I bet you've had that at some point. Maybe it happened. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it happened at the switch. You were like, "Hey, talk to somebody you don't know," and you were surprised at the vulnerability of the conversation from the start. Mm-hmm. I remember when I went to college, I, I was friendless. I went. I went by myself. <laughs> And I was like praying the Lord, Lord, I I need friends. I want friends so badly. 
you know my heart's desire. I want I want godly friendships. I want men in my life who love you, God, who who are energetic, um, love the things I love, so on and so forth. You know, want to succeed in life. You know, I wanted to surround myself by people who wanted to get great grades, who wanted to study hard, who really loved the Lord, who loved going to church. These are just some things in my mind. I'm like, Lord, I want to surround myself with people who will help me and inspire me to succeed in life. Mm-hmm. And I remember meeting. Um, Really, the one person who became my best friend out of out of all of it, his name's Dave, and uh, we're still wonderful friends. Although we don't talk as much as I want to, but we're still wonderful friends. And um, I remember sitting uh, sitting in the dorm room and Dave having a vul- being open and vulnerable with me in the dorm room about something in his life, and then he expressed a desire to be my friend after a moment of vulnerability. And when he did that, my heart, you know, well, welled open toward him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, let me o- be open with you now. This is yeah. my heart's desire. These were my prayers when I came to campus. These were the things that I wanted to, to, to find when I came on to this university and a friend. And that's my heart's desire too. I, I'm tired of being, you know, I don't want to be lonely, you know? And we just had all this, just expressed all these things to each other. And it was like our friendship just went to the best friend zone mm-hmm. after that. And we were always there for each other. And Dave is one of those guys uh, when I, when we were in college and still to this day where if I was in a pickle, he would always help, always help. And it wasn't that I had to twist his arm to help me either, which always you can sense that with people. Please come on over here and help me with something. You know, I'll give you food and I'll pay you a little bit. And, you know, da, da, da. you got to twist the arm a little bit, you know, to get him to do something for you. But this was like, hey, uh, I need somebody to take me to the airport at an ungodly hour in the morning. And and then I'm sorry, Dave, I need somebody to pick me up too when I come home and I'm getting home really late. Can you help me out? Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. No problem at all. Oh, thanks, Dave. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And it was just like you could tell the friendship was there. Mm-hmm. And I've preached this before and we've heard this before, but I really think you can tell who your best friends are. It's the people you ask to pick you up from the airport, you know, and it's the people that will help you move. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two worst tasks. It kind of is. Brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. Why is it? I don't know. It's just it's just yeah. brutal. It, and and yeah. Dave was that man for me. I remember just like coming back from my sophomore year from college and um, uh, uh, he, we were like, for some reason, it was really strange, but like we ended up arriving on campus at the same time with our cars full of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we helped each other load in to our dorm rooms, you know? Um, it's just, that's the kind of guy he was. We were like that for each other. And I think having a best friend is a wonderful experience. And so we've shared a little bit of our stories, which is good. Mm-hmm. And um, so let's get into a little bit more of the, the, uh, meat of the podcast today, shall we? We shall. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to talk about this something called the truth about friendships. And I would say that today we have nine truths. And we're going to get through these nine rather quickly, I promise, audience. So bear with us. But the first truth is that true friendships enable you to trust people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's trust good. people. Like when I became best friends with Dave, I could tell Dave my secrets and I knew he was never going to tell somebody else. And also I knew 
that he wasn't going to use it against me. And I also knew that if I told him my deep secrets, that he would not treat me differently afterwards as if I was a freak or a weirdo. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. if you told somebody a deep secret and all of a sudden they like, they're shocked at what you just said and they like treat you differently afterwards. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're not as warm to you. They're it's not, ta- they're not open towards you anymore. They're, uh-huh. you're like, Oh, why did I share that secret with them? I'm an idiot. Ah, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And like, well, why did I tell that girl I liked her? And now she's just treating me. So she's acting so weird around me now. Yeah. You know, I yeah. shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done that. I, I, you know, but true, <laughs> true <laughs> friendships. <laughs> you always know exactly what I'm so talking that's about. Such an awkward situation. Yeah. yeah. Oh always. my gosh. That whole thing is ruined now. Their relationship is completely ruined now. The yep. true friendships enable you to trust people. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. That's good, isn't it? That's, that's, powerful that's thing. good. Number two, true friendships enable you to develop a vision for your life. Hmm. How have you guys seen this play out with your friendships? Yeah, I mean, especially especially in my current friendships that I have now, in middle school and high school, I just had friends for a season and everything. Obviously, that's what's going on. But now I can I know I can count on my friends who can, um, they're going to help me through life. They're going to help me uh, ach- achieve my goals. Right now, I'm going to Bible college. I'm taking a lot of credits. And one How thing, many credits are you taking right now? This semester, I have 18. That is a lot of credits. That's a full load. That's a full load. But I know that I can count on my friends to encourage me and get me through that and to not not um, discourage me in my calling, not discourage me from what I'm pursuing in life, but ones who are going to help me um, see that vision clearly and help me through it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to uh, have a part-time job, take 18 credits, um, have friendships and some sort of like uh, social life, <laughs> social life. <laughs> some sort of social yeah. life. I said, I know uh-huh. when you're taking 18 credits, working part slash full time, mm-hmm. it's hard to have a social life. Yeah. But if you're going to do those things and you're going to stay focused, you need people around you to say, keep going, brother. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You can do it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And true friendships enable you to develop a vision for your life. Yeah. It's so difficult to a- accomplish something hard when there's people around you discouraging you. Mm-hmm. And if you've got people around you discouraging you to, to do great things with your life or to do hard things with your life, those aren't your friends. Yeah. Those are your enemies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we surround ourselves with people like that. And they, we just call them friends because I don't know we're, we're we don't know what a friend really is. We haven't mm-hmm. figured out how to have great friends yet. And we end up surrounding ourselves with, with some losers at times. Yeah. I used to surround myself with losers. Man, when I was in middle school, I surrounded myself with the biggest losers there ever were. But the, I felt like that was like, I don't know, maybe like my own, the only people in my life, mm-hmm. unfortunately, like neighbors. Yeah. And, and and then the kids in your class when you're in like sixth and seventh and eighth grade, like these are just the kids in my class. This is the person next to me at my locker. And they just happen to be like not good people, but like, mm-hmm. these are my people. I got to be friends with them. And they were just the worst, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. discouraged me to do, to go after great things for sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Number three, Todd, I'll have you uh, talk a little bit about this one. Okay. okay so good. true friendships enable you to identify needs among yourself and others. What does that mean to you? What does that mean for us? I think for me, what that means is Kind of like what we talked about in the first point, not only are you able to trust them, but you're willing to be able to share the needs that you have. You know, every person has a set of needs. To say that they don't, I mean, that 
it's, that's not realistic. Every person has needs, and you can identify them not only in your life, but as you see them in other people's lives. The challenge is, can you meet those needs? Can you see the needs that you have or you know, that your friends have, and could you be there for them? Maybe you won't be able to support them financially because you're, you know, you're pulled here and there, or money's tight, but you could always be there to, you know, to help them out, you know, to help them move and help them to the, um, to the airport. But honestly, being able to identify those shows a maturity in that friendship. Because a lot of times when you, you're growing up, you have all these friends and all of them are, you know, talking about all the things they really like or, you know, they're all going from this, that, and the other thing. But when you really have a true friendship is when you're able to sit down and be able to see, be able to talk through the needs that your friends have and you're able to tell them the needs that you have. That takes the whole, that friendship to a whole other level. Like mm-hmm. you said with mm-hmm. your friend Dave, I mean, your friendship skyrocketed after that. I know that's happened for me where my friendships have skyrocketed because I was able to tell them, you know, the my secrets, the nitty gritty things, not you know, things I try to hide away, but those are the things I need help with the most. Yeah. And when I'm able to trust someone with that, yep. it not only helps me, but also helps them and the friendship just, you know, skyrockets from that point. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. All right. Number four. Friendships are a process, not an event. Hmm. They're a process, not an event. And so this this can be true of our relationship with the Lord too, is that, you know, we are not loved, you know, we're not in a wonderful relationship with Jesus because we went to some sort of awesome worship service two years ago. And, and, but we haven't opened up our Bible since. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like <clears throat> that, no, you had a, an event with Jesus but you don't really have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to friendships, you know, we love the good times and we love the, the explosions of events. Like, like, let's just say, um, like person, there's a difference between the event and the process. An event is like you and your best friend are going to a concert together, but the process is the, the 50 days <laughs> in between concerts where you, you texted, you chatted, you hung out a little bit, you just you laid you sat down next to each other, laughed and watched the show together, mm-hmm. you ate a meal together. Nothing crazy happened, nothing wild took place. Yeah. There was no like amazing experience or memory made, but the process, the process, the process, the the the, the talking, the communicating, it keeps going, it keeps going, keeps going. And you then all of a sudden you have another event. Okay, there's another shared memory, right? But yeah. your friendships are not based upon these experiences of events, but they're this this wonderful process that takes place in the mundane of life where you're building a relationship slowly through this yeah. process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of what we mean by that. All right, number five. Friendships are more challenging to maintain than to start. Man. Yeah, that's so true. I remember when I left my high school. Oh, I, I left my sophomore year to go online and all my friends were like, oh, I'm going to miss you so much. I'll text you every day. Yeah. You're the best friend I've ever had. Have I talked to any of them since? <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> not at all. Yeah. But I had all these friendships that I started and all these random friends that I've had throughout the years. But how many of them are still in place? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many of them do I still care about? How many of them have I actually invested time into? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's so easy to just be, especially with guys, I feel like it's like, yeah. hey, Cool shirt. Want to be friends? Yeah. Oh, sure. It, it, yeah. Guys are like that. Oh, I yeah. totally agree. Hey, yeah. Dude, you got such a cool hat on. Where'd you get that? 
Yeah. And, and then boom, you're, you're friends. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy for guys to make just these quick friends like that, but for it to be maintained, you've really got to put in that effort uh-huh. Absolutely. and, um, not just compliment a guy's hat every once in a while. Yeah. You, <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. To maintain relationships, mm-hmm. especially relationships where you're not running into them physically a lot. Oh yeah. yeah. Like if you're not running into them physically every other day or, or a couple times a week, it's really difficult to maintain relationships. Yeah. Mature people can maintain wonderful, healthy relationships uh, uh, outside of a proximity or location just mm-hmm. because you're running into them every single day. What do, what do I mean by that? Well, I've got friends who live all over the United States of America. I've gotten to know them through the years and we don't live in the same town anymore. We don't go to the same church any mm-hmm. anymore. We don't go to the same school anymore, and yet we communicate routinely and keep the friendship going. We maintain it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it means to – that's that's a truth about friendship mm-hmm. right there. All right, here we go. Number six, true friendships enable you to have a clear identity. A, a clear identity. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that means that you – you you've gone beyond just the how you doing today to how are you doing yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> there's yeah. a difference yeah. pastor evan's really good at this how you doing man i'm doing great oh tell me why are you doing great then you had to explain to him uh-huh. why you're doing great and then you realize <laughs> i'm not doing great at all uh, it's been like, an awful day <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just gave you a response because it was like the polite, uh-huh. normal thing to say. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, when he asked you, like, when he finally, when he did ask you, you're like, oh, yeah, why are you doing good? Then you're like, yeah. have that goofy smile on his face. Have <laughs> <laughs> that smile, and you'd be like, uh, I don't know, actually. Yeah. I'm, maybe I'm not doing good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he gets around the default. And thing, then you'd so. be like, yeah. you'd, you'd like have this like super self personal question Who am I? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What is my purpose? <laughs> All the life questions just come out once. I and ever yeah. contemplating good. the universe all at the whole moment. Oh yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. Well, I was watching yeah. um, Everybody Loves Raymond last night, the television show. Okay. Okay. And uh, Raymond has a couple kids, and one of his daughters in the show, she um, asked her daddy, "Daddy, what's the purpose of life?" And he was like, "What? Why are you asking me?" <laughs> 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 yeah. You're five. <laughs> like, what? yeah. And she's like, "Well," and then she asked this question. Which was, a, which was crazy for a television show. I couldn't believe I was watching this last night. She goes, well, Dad, if we all die and go to heaven, why are we here on earth? Wow. That's, wow. That is a deep question. And I was like, this this is crazy. This is so deep. Everybody loves Raymond's asking the difficult questions. <laughs> and I wanted to, to scream at her the truth, which is yeah. we don't all go to heaven when we die. Yeah. yeah. We We – this life is a test, mm-hmm. and you're then given a grade at the end, pass or fail. Yeah, that's the purpose of our life. Yeah, that we're here to create the greatest world possible while we're alive, loving Jesus, loving others. I always think about this way: we're here to make our world bloom and flourish. And if you're going around killing everything, stomping on everything putting poison on everything you're 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 not that's not the purpose to your life your purpose is to make this world 
a better place. And that's why it grieves the heart of God to see so much evil mm-hmm. and, and sin and destruction in this world. That's the purpose of our life. Mm-hmm. And true friendships enable you to have that clear identity of what, why am I alive? Why yeah. am I here on this earth? I give yeah. you this clear identity. Number seven, true friendships enable you to celebrate your differences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. celebrate your differences. We're all different. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, let's just prove it right now. Who's your favorite athlete? in Detroit sports of all time? Right now, answer the question. <laughs> the, maybe not your favorite. What's Who's the best athlete in Detroit sports? Oh, the best the athlete? Best. Oh, Barry Sanders, easily. Okay. Bar- easily. Easily Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. And you're so dumb if you don't think that, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Who's the best athlete in Detroit sports? <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't really follow Detroit sports. All right. There exactly. you go. And I'm angry yep. about that. I know. I don't like that answer, Todd. Yeah, Todd and of wearing, course, I'm wearing a Detroit sports hat right now. <laughs> of course, it's Sorry. not Barry Sanders. And of course, Todd's weird for not having a favorite yeah. best athlete. Mm-hmm. It's clearly Calvin Johnson. Freak athlete. No, it's Barry way, Sanders. <laughs> no, Calvin way Johnson. better. Kidding me. You know, no. that's what I'm saying. Like This yeah. is why I don't have a sports opinion. And that's why I'm upset that you don't have a sports opinion. <laughs> you know, but uh, uh-huh. true friendships enable you to celebrate your differences. Mm-hmm. Barry Sanders, I don't like sports. <laughs> I'm going around pointing Preston's Barry Sanders. Yep. Todd is I don't like sports myself. Clearly, it's Calvin Johnson. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> Jaden Ivey. <laughs> Give him five years. Yeah. So, but I'm saying is that we we're three men sitting in a room, and we can't we can't decide who the best athlete in Detroit sports is. Mm-hmm. So we're clearly all different. And true friendships enable you to say, "Hey, Todd, even though you're not a huge sports fan, dude, you're you're awesome. You, we can yeah. still be great friends. Mm-hmm. Like we we can bond over something else, right? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying here mm-hmm. is awesome. you're never gonna agree on anything ever. Yeah. Think about that. But yet you can find best friends. Number mm-hmm. eight, true friendships enable you to stay focused on your goals and not your problems. Mm. Ooh, I like that. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does anybody have a good story to share about that one? I wish I did. Me too. <laughs> because it's a great principle and it's a great thing, but mm-hmm. I don't have any personal mm-hmm. story about it. Yeah. I mean, I had a I had a friend in college who was dating a girl that, I, I didn't like the girl he was dating very much. I could tell that they weren't she wasn't good for him, he wasn't good for her. Mm-hmm. They both could do better. Yeah. And I tried as hard as I could to to politely tell him that I didn't like her. And I every single time I tried to start the conversation, I couldn't do it. <laughs> and then finally one day, just tell I don't like her, you know, yeah. <laughs> like what yeah. Yeah. he was like, what? And I was like, I don't think you should be dating her. I don't, I don't think she's the one for you. I really think there's somebody better out there for you. And da, 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 da. And, um, I just think that she's going to keep you from your, your, keep you from something that mm-hmm. you should be something else. There's someone better out there for you. And it was like, at first he was hurt by that. And it kind of hurt our friendship for a little bit, but they ended up breaking up, and it was not because of me. I didn't, like, break them up. That would be ridiculous and yeah. horribly manipulative of me. I didn't mm-hmm. do anything like that. But they ended up breaking up, and when they ended up breaking up, he ended up coming back to me and being like, dude, thank you. You were the only one who was being open and honest and to with me about my fe- about my life. And you were right, and I appreciate you for that, man. And I'm telling you that our friendship grew tremendously after that. 
Mm-hmm. But what I was what was I doing for him? I was trying to get him to focus on his future. Exactly. You know, yeah. you got this. You got this stuff. Something happened right here. You know, you need to get. You need to stop this thing. And yeah. and you got be- you got better and bigger things for your life. God has something way better for you than this girl. Mm-hmm. So come on, let's go. All right, last one here. True friendships enable you to expect problems and plan ahead for them. Hmm. Hmm. That's good. That is good. And I love this because your friends not only know like all about your best friends, not only know all the positives about you, all your interests, but they also know all your struggles and all the issues mm-hmm. you have. And so when you have these true friendships, you can look out for when there's like warning signs for something. Like, oh, buddy, you're getting a little bit too into something else. You're you're doing something wrong. Yep. You know this 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 is going to be a bigger issue further down the line. And I love that as with true friendships, we can call each other out. Yep. yep. On that, we don't have to be afraid that they're going to judge us or reject us for that. But we can call out our friends on their problems, on their issues before they become a bigger thing, and still keep those friendships. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I've called out my friends before. It's awkward. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, why do I why do I have to, why do I have to do this? It's weird. I don't want to do <laughs> this. I don't want to be this yeah. in their life, but get, they can't do this. They can't make this financial mistake. They can't make this <sighs> they cannot date this person. Mm-hmm, yeah. They cannot. Why are they doing this? Ah and and um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you gotta be like, okay, don't make that financial decision, please. And and you know, um, but your true friends, your true friends will see there's danger down the road. Ah, don't, mm-hmm. don't go, don't go out there. You know, there's a line on the streets. Don't go, don't go out there. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Um, and, and Pastor Ann has mentioned this before, um, but he's mentioned this before in previous podcasts and uh, the fact that he had graduated the IMA and he started making decisions with his life. And I thought to myself, what do I have to lose? I'm going to set up a meeting with him. I'm going to give him some advice on doing things better. Let's see how he takes it. Mm-hmm. And I called him in. I gave him my unsolicited advice, so to speak. Right? He wasn't <laughs> looking for my advice. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it to him anyway, which is so stressful for me. And I was like, dude, here you go. I think you should do this instead. Take it or leave it. I love you. And he ended up taking it. Mm-hmm. And he ends up saying now that that, Really, that simple piece of advice I gave him was a major positive shift for his future. Mm-hmm. Major. Yeah. And true friends will see destruction and say, stop, stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that? Louis, we'll end with this, but Louis Giglio, who is a, a pastor down in Atlanta and also leads the passion movement with that huge conference. Mm-hmm. Things insane. Yeah. So... He has this. He has this crazy sto- illustration when it comes to uh, f- friendship, and also discipleship, just stuff like that. And and he says that he paints this picture. Actually, he created a movie for it. It's like a, a like a three minute short film. Hmm. And the film is this: it's three friends walking on a trail, like a by a cliff on the side of a cliff, kind of thing, like in the mountains. And one of the guys is blind. And the blind guy, the blind friend, he starts walking towards the edge of the cliff. And he's about like 10 feet ahead of the two other guys. And, the, and one of the guys goes, we need to tell him mm, yeah. that there's a cliff. Mm-hmm. And the other friend goes, dude, don't judge him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, but he's going to fall. And he goes, but... 
we need to we need to cheer him on. Mm. <laughs> and he goes, "What if we cheer him on? He's going to fall off and die." And he, but the, oh, but but we need to we need to love him and cheer mm. for him and applaud him and make and 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 give him shout encouragement, encourage him. Mm-hmm. But no, I think we need to discourage him from falling off the cliff. <laughs> and they're arguing, and while they're arguing, and the, I think the guy falls off the cliff or something like that, right? Yeah. Okay, a true friend would have told the the blind man walking towards the cliff towards his death that stop, mm-hmm. stop walking that way. Hello, yeah. right? That's yeah, what a true yeah. friend does. <laughs> Isn't that an awesome illustration? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Before. You've seen that before. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, it is fairly famous, but yeah. it, it's quick and it's simple and mm-hmm. it's powerful. And that's really what a, there's some truth about friendships today. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final thoughts for us, Todd? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the mark of a deep and authentic friendship when you're able to trust each other not only with your problems but with your visions with your aspirations in your life that you have in your life that you can tell them all the needs that you have and that you guys would love each other enough to be able to call out if they're doing something wrong or if they're if they're going to fall into a pit I think that shows you know how deep that friendship is when you're able to have those difficult conversations when you're truly able to take off the mask and truly be able to come before them as yourself and be able to say, hey, man, I love you, but this is not where you should be going at this point. I love you, but this decision you're about to make could be the worst decision of your life or vice versa. Hey, man, I know you're having, you're nervous about this move. I know you might be unsure about where you're supposed to go, but man, I'm encouraging you. I say, go for it. I know there's going to be a whole lot of risks. I know you're going to be putting your neck out there, but hey, I think if you step in this direction, the Lord is going to bless you for that. I think, you know, when you're able to have that open and honest, you know, uh, friendship, Mm -hmm. not only will your life and their life be benefited, but you guys will be able to go in the direction God has called you, you know, in a a greater light. And even Mm -hmm. if you guys are states apart, cities apart, you know, you guys can still be, you know, friendships can still encourage each other from a distance Mm -hmm. where they can still grow and they can still mature and they can still, you know, last a lifetime. You know, I'm always envious when you see an older, an older couple, you know, obviously their friend's husband and wife, but when, you know, he's with his friends too, where she's with her friends. And, you know, when you ask them, how long has your friendship been going on? And their friendship has lasted longer than their marriage. Something like that. That blows my mind. How (laughs) could their friendship last that long? Mm -hmm. And the only way it can last that long is by applying these nine truths of friendship. That's the only way in my mind that a friendship could blossom to be that spectacular and really be an example to the world of what friendship truly can be and what life can truly be. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final thoughts, Preston? No, Todd just hit the nail on the head. I think he did. He that did. was huge. Yeah, that, that was awesome. That was great. Oh, thank you, Preston. Thank you, Todd, for being here today. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. All right. It's been great to be with you, audience. We'll see you on the next one. Whoa. All right. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.